Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Poppy Jamie is back on Brain Care to talk about mindfulness and anxiety in this episode. So if you missed her last time, she is one of the world's leading entrepreneurs, podcast hosts and speakers in the mental well-being and mindfulness space. So obviously I'm a fan and you will be too. Poppy, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. So you launched your mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect, in 2018 to help people look after their mental well-being. What role did anxiety have in your life leading up to launching that product? <laughs> it kind of made me laugh because I felt like anxiety was what made me build the app. But the anxiety building that app gave me <laughs> was even, oh my gosh, if I thought I was feeling anxious before, <laughs> I suddenly was like, I didn't even realise what kind of, how much it could have grown, ironically, because I was also building this app. But as you know, with technology, it can just go so wrong. So the moment I desperately needed my app, it was not built and I was um, having a complete and utter meltdown. I think the thing with anxiety is that in a way I think I had lived with it for years before really realizing how disabling it was and the way and I remember you know saying to friends like I'm just always bloated are are you thinking it was kind of like normal I would suffer physically I suffered physically for years before I suddenly realized like your digestion has literally stopped working and there's a consequence I you know assumed that I had to take like all this different kind of like medication for my tummy. And suddenly when I started to address my mind, it was like my tummy actually started working again. So anxiety has is something that can just creep up on you and then it reaches the point, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back and then it kind of goes into that major anxiety mode. And with the app, I was so passionate about creating something that could help your mind that didn't require you to close your eyes. Because meditation is the most amazing thing, but yet I think we forget how often difficult it is to develop a meditation habit. And so then you start to think you're a failure because you don't want to meditate and you think that you should. And there is this kind of like guilt associated with it. Whereas actually I'm like, we need to let go of our shame and our guilt and our kind of expectations. And there's an element which really like, I find it problematic in like the kind of wellness industry is that perfection then creeps its way in. And people then feel that they've got to be perfect, even in their mindfulness ritual, which is ridiculous. And so happy not perfect with this idea of like, okay, what can I do in five minutes? Because to be honest, I'm at the moment, I've got two companies. I'm 27. I'm trying to live a life like a 27 year old. And I've also got 12 different investors that emailing me at all different times of the day. I'm trying to work across so many different time zones. Like I was the peak of like stress and anxiety because naturally I would have been conditioned to be a 
people pleaser so I you know want to make sure everyone's okay and that everyone's likes me and everyone thinks I'm doing a good job which inevitably I failed at and so you know happy not perfect was this five minute ritual that basically took the kind of main pillars of positive neuroscience over the last 40 years and turned it into a digital game that you could play like on the way to work like in the lunch break on your coffee break you know before bed whenever you had five minutes rather than I went to a a TN class and they were like right it's gonna be 20 minutes morning and night I'm thinking to myself oh my god I felt before I've even begun yeah I think you know I really resonate I've tried meditation for multiple years failed for multiple years finally got into the habit but the way that I got into the habit was finding 10 minutes before I went to bed once you get into the habit of it it's a bit of a crazy thing not to do more regularly and you realize it's quite enjoyable I go for a walk every single day and I make sure I spend 10 minutes of it with headphones out And that's just being mindful. I'm just like looking around the park, laughing at dogs, looking at the trees and letting whatever happens in my mind happen in my mind. But, you know, that's still being mindful of my surroundings and that's enough. And I think that, you know, most people that do something small and mindful like that suddenly have this moment where they're like, oh, actually, that wasn't too hard. Nothing was expected of me. Couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, for me, I find my skincare practice, I turn that into mindfulness ritual because, you know, we learned from a young age to wash our face, especially women in general. You know, we kind of learned this like skincare practice that we should be doing morning and night. And so I, you know, as you said, you know, it's the science behind habit change. If you want to create a new habit, attach it onto one you're already doing. Because rather than adding more to your day, you're just making one thing work better for you. And so even just, you know, slowing down that touch. And I think, again, we don't even focus on how important touch is, um, especially, you know, in the pandemic with so many of us have been like alone and like loneliness is an epidemic. And I think that we really, really miss out on just that, the simplicity of touch. And so I love this idea and I've just been working with Erno Laszlo because in 1929, this dermatologist, Dr. Erna Laszlo, wrote in all his prescriptions of skincare about the power of the mind and how it was so important to relax your mind, like when you were looking after your skin. And I just love a hundred years later, we're finally coming back to understanding that a ritual that we may be doing for another reason actually can have dual benefit, like slowing down, like smelling, feeling, seeing, hearing, tasting, like just that like glorious kind of full bodied moment. And you can have that, you know, with whatever you're doing. Yeah, I it's funny, I try to remember that brushing my teeth can be a mindful moment, you know, because I like I default to like looking at my phone or checking Twitter. And then I'm like, why can't <laughs> I just brush my teeth without knowing what's going on on Twitter? Like just brush my teeth. <laughs> big on breath work as well. I, I actually, throughout the pandemic, it's the main thing that I've done in Brain Care Club regularly and found like Clubhouse surprisingly to be effective for this is breath work, which I didn't used to do regularly. I now do it every week. Yes, big time. I mean, I trained as a breathwork instructor now five years ago because I had this experience and I'm really, really hoping that post-pandemic we will be able to go back to collective breathwork when we're able to actually do it in a room. But I was living in LA at the time. And obviously, you know, the great the great thing about LA is that this has been a kind of a part of, I guess, their lifestyle for, for decades. And so they had these kind of, you know, breathwork centers that you could go to. 
and uh, a friend brought me and, you know, was so good as I, as I think I spoke about in the last podcast, was so good at pushing our emotion down because, you know, we're just not in a, in a moment that we can express it. It's like they're just inconvenient, our emotions, whereas breathwork forces all of that stuff down emotion like to come out and release and they say your issues and your tissues and I learned that from a young age because my mother is a psychotherapist and so before she was a psychotherapist she was a physiotherapist the reason why she changed to start looking after the mind is because in every one of her patients she would say so when did that bad back start and they would say oh when I got divorced or, you know, when I lost my job or it was always associated with an intense emotional moment. And she's like, okay, there needs to be something more here. And so physiotherapy turned into more kind of like therapy. And as a consequence, she kind of went down more of that route. But it's amazing. Like breath work is the only thing I think that really deeply connects the psychological and the physical. And um, I just started like bawling with tears. <laughs> this first breath work, I'd spent just like years trying to have it, keep it all together. And in my book, I talk about this thing, uh, duck syndrome. And I was like the worst culprit of duck syndrome, which is basically you're trying to look like you've got it together on the surface surface um, like a duck kind of gracefully floating on a little lake and actually underneath you're just paddling for dear life hoping that you're not gonna drown and breath work <laughs> it just destroys duck syndrome and you're like right it's all coming out and it is like oh such such a release and you know you do have those moments which can take you years to get to in meditation because obviously you're hyperoxygenating the brain and I just remember thinking to myself I hope that there is a breathwork center on every corner of every street in years to come because it is the best thing. So seeing as our conversation has taken us in this direction I feel like the perfect way to end our session would be with a minute of breathwork if you are keen. I would love that. Before we begin, relax your shoulders down and unclench your jaw. And I'm just going to guide us through a belly breath before we go into actual breath work. So first of all, give me a big inhale and exhale. So did you feel yourself go up on the inhale by chance and down on the exhale? I imagine a lot of listeners would probably say yes. And what I'm going to tell you is that actually you're a bad breather, but we're going to change it. And when I say bad breather, I don't really mean bad breather. But at the age of five years old, we change from belly breathers to chest breathers. So imagine how a, ba a baby breathes. They breathe into their belly. And then at the age of five, we go to school, we hunch over desks. And if you're, you know, especially women, we kind of get trained to like breathe in and our breath moves higher and higher and higher. But our neck and shoulders are not breathing muscles. So why do we move them up and down? It makes absolutely no physical sense. So for the next few moments, we're going to relax our shoulders down and we're going to really focus on breathing into the belly like a balloon is expanding in the belly. So let's inhale and maybe put your hands on your belly and feel that belly expand as the air moves in. Your lungs feel full, your belly's full. Hold it out for a second and then exhale slowly. Exhale slowly, belly moves towards the spine. Let's hold that out, be empty for a second. This is called apnea. 
be empty for a second. Let's inhale again into the belly, expanding the belly as the air moves in. Feel the lungs expand as the air moves in. Hold it out for a second, feel full. Hold it, hold it, and now exhale. Exhale, exhale, exhale slowly as the belly moves towards the spine and hold it out for a second, be empty for a second. And on the next inhale, if you can, I want you to breathe through your nose. So breathing through your nose, inhale into the belly, holding that belly out, full of air, expanding the lungs as the air moves in, hold, hold it out if you can, and now exhale gently. Slowly the air leaves you and the belly moves back towards the spine. And let's hold out, be empty, relax your shoulders down, release the jaw, be empty. Now let's inhale one last time together through your nose, inhale into the belly. Expanding the belly. Full belly, full lungs. The air's expanding within you. Hold out. And exhale now. Releasing, releasing. And with all the air leaving you, imagine all the tension within your body leaving you too. And you can now breathe naturally and just notice how you feel, how your body feels. Now that you've activated your rest and relax system, you've told your brain you're safe and you've released any stored up tension you may have had within you. I feel great. I feel like a new woman. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. Did you know Heights started as a newsletter that I've written every week for years? I'm still doing it, and I'd love it to reach your inbox too. So, for weekly science-backed emails on the best ways to take care of your most important organ all in under three minutes, sign up at yourheights.com forward slash Sundays. See you next week. <laughs>